Welcome to the Preservation Technology Podcast. I'm Kevin Ammons, and today we join NCPTT's Jason Church and Curtis DeSells to learn about developments in low-cost metallurgical analysis. So, Curtis, thank you for coming in and talking to me today. It's my pleasure. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, buzz lately about NCPTT and eddy currents, so I want to talk to you a little bit today about what they are and how we got how NCPTT got involved with them and get a little insight into how they're being used. So the first thing I was wanting to know today is how did NCPTT get involved with eddy currents? Well, back in 1999, a grant was given to uh, Blake McCarthy, from the Frere Gallery, and uh, she tested different um, eddy current analyzers that were on the market and to see if they were feasible for cultural materials, and she found there was some great potential. So I, I read the article myself, and uh, Mary Striegel had gave me the article, and I found it to be very interesting and had a lot of potential, and I thought that I could build one for, you know, off-the-shelf parts for a really uh, economical cost. So how much do you currently... Uh Units that are currently available on the market, what's the price range that they run in? Well, they start about, for just for the probe, it's about $1,500 per probe. And then the machine itself can run you from $25,000 to up, all the way up to $50,000. So when you say you were looking at trying to develop one that was more economical, what's the price range you're talking well, about? Well, it's definitely below $500. And I can probably do one for less than $200. Oh, so that is quite, quite the stretch. So what are eddy currents? Eddy currents are analogous to a flowing stream. Let's, let's just imagine that the stream flows and there are no rocks in it, and it's just so it flows really smooth. And then imagine if we have rocks in it. You, you always see these little currents flowing around the rocks. Those are called eddies. So in, in a magnetic field is like the water, and the rocks are like the metal. So just imagine that that when the magnetic field hits the metal, these little eddies form in a circle. And the magnetic field direction is opposite in the metal than that of the magnetic field or the magnet or the electromagnet. So how does this work? Why would we be interested in this? Well, uh, any defects in metals or any kind of contour changes, would be you would be able to pick that up. And what, what we do is we subject the metal to a magnetic field produced by an alternating current, and according to which or whatever frequency. And then uh, it produces these little opposite currents in the metal. Now, when, when we put the, mag- uh, the electromagnet or whatever, the sensor the coil, close to the metal, there's a change in voltage, and that's what we can measure. As we scan the object, we can measure the change of voltage, and therefore we can know where all the discontinuities or the defects are at. Oh, so this is a non-destructive test. It's completely non-destructive, and uh, as we know, you know, magnetic fields are used all over the place in MRIs in the hospital. So basically we can do the same thing. Okay. So... I know these are used a lot in industry to look at uh, micro-cracking and stress-cracking. I know aerospace industry uses these a lot. Um, also, they do thickness coating testing in industry. You know, here at NCPT, we look at cultural resources. So how could eddy currents be used to look at cultural resources? Well, let me give you several examples. One example would be if a metal is corroded over and there was some mark underneath it, and you, and you didn't want to destroy the object by removing the coating because you could remove whatever mark it was. You could scan the object and penetrate the inf- and get the information by the penetration of the eddy currents. And therefore, you could 
non-destructively see what the maker's mark or hallmark underneath the corrosion. That's one method. And another method would be to just analyze the metal. You can analyze it because each, each metal has a signature that's unique to itself and the reaction of the voltage drop of the eddy currents. Hmm. Sounds like that'd be really useful for underwater archaeology. Underwater archaeology, yes. Uh, corrosion, uh, even uh, objects that are in the museum itself that have been there for a while that we haven't, we didn't want to destroy, but we don't want to, you know, we want to find some non-destructive method of uh, finding out all the little details that we've missed. What about uh, hallmarks or even serial numbers for forensics? That are really worn through. Now that is a it's a great possibility because right now they use acids and chemical methods to like the FBI at Quantico. They look at, at serial marks that people have tried to file off, and you can file off a, a serial number, but it's never completely gone. So eddy currents would non-destructively uh, it wouldn't destroy actually the evidence. So you'd have a great evidentiary chain, and so that would be good for law enforcement, not only just just cultural materials, but law enforcement as well. Okay. Yeah, I know one of the really important things with uh, hallmarks is to date them and, and come up with the manufacturer or the, the smith that made them. So that, that is really useful. Right, like the knives. We have several knives from Los Adias, uh, one of the uh, 16th century forts in the area. And um, we, we could look at some of the maker's mark because that was very important. People always put their mark on the, on the cultural objects that they made. Now, I know Blythe McCarthy had looked at a lot of gilding methods, so it can be used for plating. Right. Uh, the eddy current penetration is based on the fact that the higher the frequency of the wave, the more resolution but the less depth, and vice versa. So, you know, so yes, we could look at, at the uh, coatings like gildings and, um, and surfaces like that are coated with even plastics. You could look at the, at the thickness of it. Well, I know um, this year we had... Uh, NCPD hosted a uh, lecture and a uh, workshop on eddy currents at the 2009 AIC conference that was held in Los Angeles. What other kind of things do do you hope to do with eddy currents as far as, as uh, open to the public? Well, I would like to make an eddy current microscope to where we could try different frequencies, variable frequencies, and go deeper and deeper and deeper and like get a layer like a CAT scan. So we would do one layer and then go a little deeper, get another layer and then another layer and build a 3D image, just like a, scat, a CAT scan or an MRI. And that's one. Or, or just a plain old eddy current microscope. The, the beauty of this method is it can be portable and cost-effective. And, of course, it's non-destructive. And it's non-destructive. Um, that's, a, that's a really important thing for, for conservation in the museum world. Where can people go to find out more information? Is it... Just well, solely in-house, or do you have stuff out there? Well, we're in the process of setting up a website where we can we will have tutorials. Right now, I have tutorials available that you, I can send on. You know, I can send by email. I have a complete tutorial on how to build the instrument, the part list, and the software that was written that I wrote for it. And so, um, you know, it's available right now, free of charge. And I would like to. We're, we're in the process of the website where all this will be centrally located. Oh, so so we're saying not only is it economical, but Actually, the software and the plans are available to people in conservation to be able to build their own units. Exactly, at no charge. And, you know, and if they have any questions as to if they have, don't have the technical ability to build it, you know, we can help them in some way to maybe help them with some circuit boards. Or It's not a difficult procedure, but it does take a little bit of skill in soldering and drilling and cutting. Okay, well, that sounds good. Is this something... Um 
that you look forward to in the future, making more instruments or, or doing more that's available to the I public? I do. Like I'd this? like to take this method a little further because it's a very old technology. And to me, bringing, resurrecting old technology and using new technology to make it better is a, is a worthy goal. And so that, you know, you, you never, there's no use re- reinventing the wheel. So you just take what you have already, make it better with the newer technology that we have. Uh, technology transfer has always been a very important thing at uh, the National Center for Preservation Technology and Training. And, and that's good that our mission coincides with what I like to do. Well, well thank you very much, Curtis. Well, thank uh, we you. look forward to hearing more about the Eddy Currents in the future and, and uh, checking out that website. Well, thank you, and uh, thank you for having me. That was Jason Church and Curtis DeSells. If you'd like to learn more about this project, visit our podcast show notes at the National Center for Preservation Technology and Training website. That's ncptt.nps.gov. Until next time, goodbye, everybody.